Wait a minute, I hear something. Everybody, welcome back to the show, Doctor Movie, one more time. Yep. Um, if you haven't checked out the show before, this is uh, a show that I, I talk about a lot of movies I don't see many people talking about. So yeah, we we cover the uh, the classics, the cult classics. But I really enjoy finding movies that you never hear anybody talk about, and and they have to fit a certain criteria for me, right? So, uh, this happens to be one of those movies. Never seen it before, never even heard of it before. And I keep wondering, how have I not? Um, and what happened was, I was doing the typical Facebook scrolling, right? And somebody had posted the, uh, the, the movie trailer for this one. And, uh, I was like, again, I was just dumbfounded. How, how have I not heard of this this movie because there's actors in this that I, I, I like quite a bit and uh, so I had to dig it up I had to do a little digging to actually find it and what we are talking about is the 1976 horror slash crime we'll talk about that here in a little bit uh, the movie is Massacre at Central High and again I'm just blown away that I've never seen anything about this movie, and it pretty much was made for me. <laughs> it is it is a Rick movie for sure, and um, so let's 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 get into this a little bit. Whoa, wrong button. Let's see. Uh, our synopsis is: After being maimed by bullies at a California high school, a new student decides to engineer acts of revenge. Yeah. So again kind of fit into that sweet spot. I, I, I don't know how much you really want to classify this as a horror movie. I guess for 76 it may be because we haven't quite hit the slasher age just yet. And yes, it's got some violent deaths in it for sure. Uh, but it plays more like over the edge, if you know what I'm talking about. It, it, it has a a sense of just stuff going on at school. Matter of fact, there's not a single grown-up, a single parent, a single teacher even seen in this movie, which is something kind of odd. So, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's dig a little further into this. Uh, I don't know if we have a wide. Yeah, we got a wide to watch. It is graphic, bleak, and suspenseful. Yeah, it can fit in any of those. Um, let's see, entertaining. Uh, thought-provoking and well-developed characters recommended I, you know what I kind of I'm kind of showing my hand here a little beforehand but yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking too uh, let's see brutal dramatic and graphic for the time they had uh, for the time they had me screaming of joy and excitement so many explosions. Boy, ain't that the truth. And, uh, 
6.1 out of 10, yeah, I can get behind that for a movie that really is, I've never even seen the first thing of, yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that all day long. Uh, let's talk about our cast. There's some names here, you know. Um, our main character, uh, David, is played by uh, Daryl Maury. Uh, mostly did TV shows, Joni Love Chachi. I mean, he was, he never was a main character, just always kind of a side character kind of thing. But we got Robert Carradine in this. And I have to say, uh, early Robert Carradine is starting to become a, a real favorite of mine. Uh, of course, I loved him in, you know, Revenge of the Nerds, but he's anything but in this movie. Even though he gets treated like one at the beginning, I, I think he's uh, he's got it going on. We got Kimberly Beck in this. Uh, she has been in, let's see, Friday the 13th Part 4 is kind of what I know her from. Uh, she was in Roller Boogie, which myself... Uh, and Court Psyops, we did a, a movie commentary for that over on Mental Rental, by the way. If you want to check out Mental Rental with me and the great Court Psyops, good buddy of mine. We have some fun together from time to time. Uh, we have a thing called Mental Rental that is on the Legion Podcast Patreon. And that's really the only place you can find that stuff. So... Uh, do yourself a favor and check that out because it's a hoot. Uh, what else? For the most part, that's kind of her run of stuff. Uh, we got Andrew Stevens. Now, Andrew Stevens, you can't uh, you can't confuse this guy for somebody else. It's a very distinct look. He's in a movie that I'm doing really soon on here. Uh, by Brian De Palma called The Fury. And that's that's where I know him from the most. And uh, I'm always tickled to see him in, in other stuff. But uh, he plays Mark. He's David's best friend. And everybody else, you kind of got some other actors and actresses. I guess we just call them all actors now. Whatever. Um, that have been in multitudes of TV shows, just kind of like side characters kind of things. Um... But yeah, let's get into this one. David, new guy, is coming to school, meets up with his old buddy Mark, and Mark's trying to get in with the cool guys, and they're kind of like the the school council, right? They've even got their own lodge, or you know, a, a room with you know where they just sit around and do nothing. But you want to talk about the meanest bunch of guys in school? These guys are it. So instead of being leadership that you can look up to. They pretty much run over everybody, uh, pushing people downstairs, uh, bashing up their cars. Uh, these these guys are bad. These guys are 80s bully bad, but there's a bunch of them, right? And Mark wants to be one of the cool kids and fits in, and he's got David, his new friend, that's moving in and, and starting at the school, and he's trying to convince him to get on board too so they can be a part of this cool thing. So it's almost like Revenge of the Nerds again, right? Well, it starts off with with uh, this group of guys going out, and there's there's a, a guy at the school that's kind of a nerd, and he's driving this old beat-up car, and they make fun of his car all the time, and they end up 
taking this car, they all get in it and they drive it and they just bash it and tear it all to pieces. And David, the new guy, can already see through these guys. He does not like this at all. So he ends up taking up for this guy, becomes friends with him, says, look, bring your car over. I don't mind working on it and get it back to running again because the guy has no money. He lives by himself. I don't think he has parents or anything, which apparently nobody does. Um, so he's being the nice guy and he feels bad about being even associated with these guys. Uh, he also meets uh, Teresa. And Teresa is Mark's girlfriend and David is kind of falling for her too. But he's kind of a good, loyal friend and he will not mess around. And then she wants to. They go out and they end up going like skinny dipping together out in the ocean and they're letting it all hang out. And uh, you, you pretty much see it too. Uh, and uh, but they don't do anything because you know he respects his friend and he's not gonna you know do it even though he wanted to he didn't there you go he, but he still went skinny dipping with it here's the other thing about this movie nobody is ever super surprised at anything that goes on <laughs> this is probably the most laid back town I have ever seen. And uh, I can elaborate on that a little bit more as we go along. But before it's over, you end up, you know, having, uh, there's there's two girls that are friends of, of Teresa and these thugs, they're in charge of the school, grab two of them, take them in a classroom and decide, hey, they're just gonna have their way with them. Teresa tries to go up and stop them. She gets pushed around. Then David shows up to save the day, and he goes in there and he whips all three of these guys. And again, Mark, Mark's not involved in this. Mark's staying clear. Uh, but David goes in and just wears these fellas out. And from there on, he's on the hit list, right? So um, one day, David is working on this guy's car, the one that you know got tore up by these thugs. And they come into his shop or garage or whatever it is and they end up dropping the car on David and and you know the front end of the car falls down on David's leg and pretty much breaks his leg maims him right and from this point on David's like this has got to stop so he plans out some stuff and it takes you a little while to get there but man he just he just unloads uh, these guys are, you know, they were California, so their fun thing to do is go hang gliding. So he rigs one of their hang gliders to where the, the cable's gonna snap. And while the guy's out there hang gliding, it snaps and he goes right into some power lines. And dude gets fried up into power lines and it looks great. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, the other guy, uh, has a van and uh, he gets in the van after he's been been uh, surfing and he ends up like knocking him out throwing throwing the guy in the back of the van and then pushing his van down off a cliff and it explodes so there's two of them gone there's another guy that uh, the kind of the, the ringleader of this bunch he's into to diving right and they've emptied out the pool. They're doing some repairs and there's a note on the, the, the announcement board, you know, 
to make sure that nobody goes in there and gets hurt. And David goes and takes the note off, turns off all the lights. Dude gets up on the diving board up high, goes to jump, and he flips the lights on, and there's no water in the pool, and dude just cracks his neck at the bottom of the pool. And again, the, the nobody reacts, right? So there's three people that go to this school that's been killed, and everybody's just like, hey, okay, uh, you know. The, the whole school's there the next morning and they when they find the body and they're just like, wow. But everybody at the school kind of knows who's behind all this because he's been standing up for the nerds and the little people. So they start treating him well. And in the process, this is what's interesting about this movie. It's kind of like that, that deal that we talk about with I don't know, it's a bad example, but when we talk about these uh, terrorist groups, you know, you you cut off the head of the snake and it grows another head, right? Same deal here. I mean, it, it's, it's all a struggle for power. So as soon as the three main bullies are gone, other bullies pop up, and they happen to be the same people that they picked on. So they get power hungry, and they start doing things to each other and getting violent with each other, and Dave was like, well, this isn't right either. So next thing you know, all these people are getting knocked off. <laughs> and then it all kind of boils down to the night that they're going to have the, the school alumni prom, which means past, present, and future, well, not future, uh, students from the school get together and have this prom together. So there's, you know, older people there shaking the groove thing with the young kids and David goes in there with a with a, some dynamite and uh, he's going to blow up the whole school with everybody in it so somewhere he crossed the line and uh, but again he has this thing for, for uh, Teresa and Teresa and, and Mark show up after they have a confrontation as well and they try to stop him, and I'm, I'm just going to leave it right there. Um, some interesting things happen from that point that I don't want to ruin. But I will ruin one thing for you. At one point in the movie, Robert Carradine's character, uh, Spoonie. <laughs> Remember the two girls that I said that the guys were having their way with earlier? Well, they become real good friends with Spoonie. Well, they, they may have already been. Spoonie is obviously a hippified you know, pot smoker, one of those guys. And these two girls like hanging out with him. Well, they, they pitch a tent out in the wilderness and the three of them are going to town. So David Carradine's getting it on here with, with some hotties. And again, you, you see more than you, you know, you see more than you think you're going to see. So surprised at that. Um, uh, <laughs> but then uh, I think again they're they're kind of causing problems at the school too so <laughs> David does some wily coyote stuff man and he ends up using a stick of dynamite and it makes this big boulder roll down a hill and crush them in the tent I mean I'm talking wily coyote here big huge round <laughs> oh, big boulder coming down there and just cr crushing the tent with the three of them getting it on in there. 
again, I still, I'm, I'm amazed I don't know about this movie. So I'm so glad that I found it. And uh, like I said, I, I don't want to ruin it. it. It may be a little hard to find. I had to do a lot of snooping. I can't tell you exactly where to find it. But uh, look it up if you can. I think they did release it on Blu-ray. But uh, I, I like this one. I really do. And uh, like I said, you can kind of put this with Over the Edge and have those kind of back-to-back. And you got a pretty solid night. Um, here's an interesting fact. Um, this movie was released in Italy called Sexy Blue Jeans. <laughs> so somehow you go from Massacre at Central High to Sexy Blue Jeans. And they took the movie and put some porn in these spots where all this nakedness is. So they made it a porn flick. I, I don't know if they asked anybody or if they got the right. I, you got me. But that's that kind of shocked me when I saw that. I don't have that version. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's it, apparently that's that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so there you go, folks. Uh, I think you need to check this one out. If you like any of the stuff that you see me talk about on here, and you hear me talk about a Rick movie, this this is it, right? This is it's like Tough Turf, you know, the James Spader movie. It, it it's like Tough Turf, but in the '70s, but just as gruesome and uh, gruesome, not gruesome, gruesome. So check this one out. Let me know what you think. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I really like this one, and the print is good. The shots are good. I, I'm I'm really impressed with this one. So uh, do yourself a favor, track it down, and uh, let me know what you think about the ending of this one. Because again, it just it blows my mind how nobody reacts. The fact that they've had three people killed one week, uh, one in a swimming pool at the school. Then you had one, two, three, four, five, five other kids get killed. Some of them in the school, one of them's locker blew up in their face and killed them. But a couple of nights later, they're still going to have this, uh, this alumni prom. I just, I love this aspect of this movie because it doesn't really matter. So, so I kind of have to rewind, right? Right? Because I said there was no parents. There is the older people that are dancing. Don't know who they are. They're old alumni. That doesn't necessarily mean their parents or what, but... I have to take that back. But there is definitely no teachers. You don't see a single teacher in this movie. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Hope you get to check it out. And uh, give me some requests of some stuff you want me to cover. And we will see you next time. Adios.